0: Welcome to Honey, I'm Homeschooling the Kids. My name is Robin Robertson, and I am the creator and host of this podcast. Thank you for joining me again today. I am always happy to have every one of you here listening and supporting the show. It's been a pleasure watching the community grow, watching the community support each other, and that's really the reason why I'm doing this. I had so many of the same questions. That you've been asking and wanting to know the answers to. And I thought, if I have these questions, I know others are asking me these questions. Let's create a place to find the answers and get encouragement together. So here you go. That's what this show is for Honey, I'm Homeschooling the Kids. So today I actually wanted to start with a shout out to a patron. Thank you to everyone on Patreon, Honey, I'm Homeschooling the Kids patrons. Thank you for your support. It has been really, really helpful. Uh, we've been able to continue producing the show. And as a Patreon community grows, we've also been able to add more content and create more information, knowledge, and sharing with the community to help each other on this journey. So today I wanted to give a shout out to Savannah. Savannah, thank you for being a patron of Honey, I'm Homeschooling the Kids. Your support is greatly appreciated. And if you are interested in becoming a patron yourself, just go to patreon.com honey I'm homeschooling the kids. You can also find a link on the show notes. I usually include it at the bottom of the page on the show notes. What I've been doing is lately we have been hosting unschooling webinars, unschooling workshops once a month that will continue. Those are live, but we have been recording them, and I add that on to Patreon for the Patreon community. You can have access to those recordings, as well as new interviews that are not yet released. You are getting first access to those as well. So I hope you're enjoying. And yeah, click the link and head over to patreon.com slash honey. I'm homeschooling the kids. The other quick thing I wanted to add as well is if you're on Clubhouse, come find me on Clubhouse. I have been hosting weekly rooms. I'll continue to do so. So if you are a listener of the show and you've been hearing about Clubhouse and you would like to join Clubhouse and the community and the conversations that we've been having on that platform, just DM me on Instagram or Facebook or send me an email. You can even go to my website and send me a, a note from there on my contact page letting me know that you're a listener and that you would love to join the conversation and community and would like an invite. And I've been sharing my invites with Honey and Homeschooling the Kids community, and I am happy to do so. So just be in touch with me. So today for this episode, today I have Yolanda Coles-Jones joining me on the show again. This is our part two we actually wanted to record our part two fairly quickly so that we could get it out and share it with listeners because really it's just such a helpful episode. It's, this episode is all about encouragement and support. And so much so that after we finished recording this episode, after I finished recording with Yolanda, I felt so good, but so centered again that I had a couple hours of work left still, and I just realized I had to take my own time to stop and to take it all in and to pause and to take inventory and to reflect and reimagine, which is a huge theme of this episode, what we spoke about. And I think, like I did, you will find this extremely empowering, especially if lately you've been facing any challenges doubts or fears with your family learning journey or circumstances in life, especially during these challenging times, you know, she really goes through some empowering and yet practical tips and steps that we can do to become better centered and reconnect so that we can reimagine and redefine what life, family life and learning life best suits us and that we can create and live with. And stick around to the end of the episode where Yolanda leads us in a wonderful grounding meditation of presence and awareness. So, if this is the first time that you are learning about Yolanda Coles Jones, if you did not hear the previous interview with her, you can do so. You can go back to the first interview to part one and listen to more of her personal story and journey and about her family's self directed learning life. She talks about how they do things in their home around learning, respecting emotions, and really appreciating and supporting each person's interests in the family. She's a healing, wellness, and empowerment-centered coach and educational consultant who specializes in coming alongside households of families and individuals, as well as teachers and school systems to support them in deepening into conscious connection with themselves and with those around them. And from that place, she guides and supports in building confidence, developing clarity, realizing calm, and implementing strategies for success. Her trademarked Empowered People Formula utilizes a powerfully effective combination of mindful breathing and meditation, conscious communication, somatic body awareness, boundary awareness, forgiveness, gratitude, joy, and deep self-care all as authentic to you and accessible ongoing practices. The scope of her work covers parenting relationships, parent-child-teacher-child dynamics, self-awareness, marriage and long-term partnerships, infidelity, home-based education, and self-actualization. If you would like to learn more about Yolanda, you can also go to her website, which is www.yolandajonescreative.com, or to her Instagram. Enjoy the episode. So today I have Yolanda Coles-Jones joining me again for part two, a session of support and connection. And I'm really, really grateful that she is doing this again with me today. Thank you so much for being here today, Yolanda.
1: Absolutely. My honor. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you. (laughs) So today we wanted to do a follow-up because as both home-educating parents In our communities, we recognize that this time of year, in the spring, after Christmas time or New Year's time has kind of come to an end, and the year has gone by, many times it's a time where families start to feel a little bit uneasy, maybe a bit uncertain about where they are for the rest of the year or what has come before them. And I think especially during this time right now, with this past full year we've had of COVID now... And coming into still a bit of uncertainty, depending where you are, maybe some places have been open, maybe they're going to open, or maybe they're still not at all. Um, I know for us, schools have been open this year, um, but... And they will continue to be as far as we know, but everything else has been closed. So there's still families that, especially homeschooling families, that usually connect with their communities and volunteer or work out in their communities. That has not been possible. So I know some have been feeling some disconnect with others around them. Uh, There's encouragement. I think many are looking for inspiration and reassurance. So I know Yolanda wanted to bring a lot of that connection, encouragement, support, and inspiration to this episode for the parents that are listening. Mm -hmm. So Yolanda, I think I will hand it over to you. And um, I think maybe like you're a great person because you work with parents and families in this time of need as well Mm -hmm. that are looking to get support that I may be feeling a bit caught up in things right now when it comes to either life, education and learning and their journey, maybe they're at a crossroads uncertain where to go. Mm-hmm. So, how would you like to start? How what would what are the opening words that you would like to begin with? Mm.
1: I you know, it's so funny. I laugh at myself with this, but I I feel like the most appropriate place to start most times is just with breath. And mm-hmm space. So just even in listening to you run down and and sort of put myself in the shoes again in this moment of parents who might be listening and as I was listening I could feel the tension in my own body. Mm. So, you know, the reaction or the the response for me then is to is to is to pause and bring in a slow inhale. And imagine putting space around just that whole thing, Um, the whole imagination of being perhaps the lead nurturer or the parent, whoever is in the space of thinking through and really having clear sight into sort of what you all have lived through and what you have on your plate right now and what might be coming down the road you might have some, some sight of that and you're holding it and you're seeing and you're feeling it. Maybe you're not even aware of what you feel in your body, but if you were to just bring awareness to that, um, you know, so my first offering, my first step just in listening and my first offering is just to pause and and just take a breath and scan the body. And even in this moment to just notice the impact that living into all of that has on a person, on you, um, and giving yourself some care, just even in, in the moment, in the immediate moment, in thinking about it all, to just imagine breath going around it. Yeah. Hmm.
0: I'm doing the practice as you're speaking. Mm-hmm. And I feel right now, I, I notice how much I've been holding my breath this mm-hmm. past week, mm-hmm. these past few days, and not fully breathing. Yes. Or giving space.
1: So true. It
0: reminds me of
1: years ago when I was a brand new mama to twin boys. And I had a, I believe, a three year old and a four year old at the time. And I kept becoming aware of myself gasping for air. And I could not like figure out where that was coming from. Like, just mm. so gasping for air. Like, every now and again, I'd just be like, <gasps> and. The more I learned, the more that I be I brought awareness to myself, I noticed the same thing that you're describing. I would just be holding my breath. Like I would not be taking in full inhales and and fully releasing air, stale air, air from the bottom of my lungs, and that'll have tension in my shoulders and I'd have headaches and because I'm not oxygenating my body because I'm just thinking or my, my jaws might be clenched. I'm just holding it all, just moving through it all and kind of in this this state, this reactive state, looking at all the things that are happening and not really giving myself a moment to just remember that I'm in the driver's seat and I can go as fast or as slow as the moment calls for and as I want to, you know, even if the moment is calling for whatever it's calling for, I can still decide. And, and, you know, beginning to learn that more and more over years and over time and building that practice now, you know, almost 10 years later with, you know, from that particular moment, years later from all kinds of things, but but now having so much appreciation and understanding for the power of a full Inhale <laughs> yes. Yes. and a full exhale. I mean, it's so powerful to just feel the body expand and then let the body uh, contract again in a slow, gentle way. It's very restorative.
0: Mm. So, what the words I see because it's you know, as I listen to you, I'm actually sitting with my eyes closed <laughs> and and breathing, and there's pause mm-hmm. that I that comes up. Breathe, breath, Mm -hmm. appreciation. And before that, you had mentioned reactive state. Mm -hmm. And I think that we get in this reactive state, we react so many times just, you know, the fight, 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 flight, freeze. Mm -hmm. Or just react to what's happening because I think we want to solve problems. Mm -hmm. We want to, sometimes that nurture becomes a problem solver, the immediate problem solver. Yeah. And we don't take the time to pause, to see what's around us and be present, to breathe. And then when we do that and create that space, that's when we have more space to appreciate, Mm -hmm. to have appreciation of what's around us, of ourselves, and our beautiful beings around us as well. Oh, yes.
1: Uh, So much opens up. Yeah. Everything you said and then also opportunity. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes opportunity for ourselves to expand for those that we love to expand and to grow, you know, it's just, it just that, I mean, there's so much in that pause space. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: So, you know, it's funny cause right now I feel more like you immediately put me into a reflective slow down, breathe, you know, you put, you put me into help me to pause, which yes. was fantastic.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: it's, it's almost Opposite, You know, when I go into an interview or an episode, you know, I usually have in my mind, I'll have maybe a list of things I would like to talk about, Mm -hmm. a list of things that come up in my head. um, And, you know, things that I want the person that I'm sharing the space with to share so that others can hear. Mm -hmm. Right now in this moment, (laughs) this list does not seem right. (laughs) But just in the way that um, I feel like I think probably giving the pause gives space, right? And I think what happens is we try and fill in all of those spaces Mm -hmm. that we have in the day. We fill it in with things, with lists and with stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you know, so I I just want to say thank you for allowing allowing the space, cr- helping to create the space. And I hope everybody listening does take a moment to, if you're listening to this right now, sit down and maybe put your feet up or get in a comfortable position and take a breath mm-hmm. and take a moment to pause and breathe and appreciate what's around you. You know, sometimes if you're, I know I have some some parents that say they, while they're cleaning up or doing the dishes or making meals or you know doing things or tasks around the day and they listen you know if you can take a take a moment to pause and yes. and to appreciate
1: absolutely absolutely
0: absolutely so as we are pausing and reflecting and appreciating i think another part that is extremely helpful in this journey as well, especially if we're maybe feeling a little bit of turbulence in our Mm -hmm. lives, is connecting with community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that is something else that right now uh, has been missing for a lot of people. Uh, We've been trying to find ways to connect. And I think many have been doing a great job of, of, of finding new inventive ways that they can do that but how, how have you found it lately? And, and for those that you support and work with, how important is it to connect with community?
1: Oh my goodness, it's essential. It's a human need to connect um, with other humans. Uh, one thing that, I mean, there, there are several things that come to mind and I always tend to begin at the micro level, sort of with the individual person. And when you think about community, I'm just the kind of person who also includes yourself in that mm-hmm. as well right. in with you.
0: <laughs> right, we forget, um, yeah, I forget that. Absolutely, that's where it yeah, starts, right.
1: Absolutely, so so keeping in contact with yourself. And so things like touch, um, especially in a space like this, where in this uh, this pandemic, in this quarantine, we are being told not to touch. We're being told to keep distance. Right. So for those folks who are, are like me, maybe, who are used to like you know warm embraces and hugs and being close to people and having that physical connection there's like a, there's a bit of of starvation deprivation you know happening with that in the physical body um and and you know on the emotional and soul level so um it brings in my my ayurvedic practices so this this uh, practice called abhyanga has been supportive to me In the last several um, in the last bit, which is, you know, which is just self massage and it's just warm oil on the hands and the arms and the feet, the soles of the feet, which carry you and and the legs. And and if it's not that, then it is uh, protecting if I'm in the home with my family. Ensuring that I'm bringing mindfulness to where my hands meet their skin or where my cheek meets another cheek if there's a hug or if there's, you know, if a kid is coming across, and, you know, my kids are getting to the age where they're not with me or near my physical body as much as they were when they were much smaller. So whenever they come around and they want to hug or they want to cuddle or You know, my youngest, uh, my twins will grab my hand. I'll just bring awareness to what it feels like to touch another human or to have another human touch me and really linger with the sensation of connection there. So, you know, whether it's uh, offering that that loving, gentle, safe and affirming touch to myself, comforting touch to myself, then it is. Uh, enjoying the exchange between myself and family members uh, when it comes to touch. And then when it comes to folks maybe outside my pod <laughs> or my very small pod, immediate uh, group of people, then instead of sending text messages, which I, which I send a lot of still, I'll send a, a voice audio or I'll get on the phone so that, Instead of just having things be so digitized and, you know, we're just reading and we don't really get to hear the warmth and the tone inflection. It's just bringing warmth. How many ways can I warm up the space between myself and another? So, you know, instead of sending a text response that's written, I may send an audio message to, uh, to a close friend or relative, or even someone who's inquiring with me about work, like, you know, on a Instagram DM or Facebook messenger, you know, I'll, I'll pause and I'll take the time and just send a voice message back because that's bringing more, more humanity, uh, more warmth into my consciousness for me. And then offering that sort of energy back to, to another as well. Mm. So, and, and, you know, giving thanks, a a little bit of lowering expectations.
0: (laughs) (laughs) For ourselves, towards others,
1: or always? Oh oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. And then it's really naming, you know, when people contact and and ask how I am, or when I contact folks and ask how they are, I'm really the kind of person, more often than not, that is truly wanting to know how people are. And Mm -hmm so you know making time to really touch in and to use language like that hey i'm i'm literally i'm touching in how are you in this moment and bringing people into the moment awareness of what's been happening especially if i know that a person has gone through illness or they've had a, a, a you know significant loss because i understand grieving is a really part really big part of what's happening in the world right now for adults as well as for kids Yes, I'll, I'll name it. I'll say, you know, I know that you recently had, you know, X, Y, and Z happen. How are you in this moment? And I know that grief is a thing that happens. It's a very dynamic experience, it's not linear. So, you know, at the start of the day, a person who's grieving could feel one way. By midway through the day, they could feel an entirely different way, but the whole process is grief. So, really like touching into the moment um, and making that a very intentional thing that I do has been that's been those are just a few of the things that I've been doing is really making sure that I'm keeping that sense of human connection and warmth and intentionality with the folks who who I'm exchanging with you know whoever it is if it's a friend if it's a colleague if it's a client um you know if it's the person who's you know bringing the groceries or who's bagging the groceries if I venture out it is thank you for being here how mm-hmm. are you in, in this moment, with everything that's happening around you, it's really just making sure that I'm intentionally bringing in that kind of awareness and connection to share. Um, yes. Since we're kept from each other, I mean, there's so much distance and so much distancing happening. Um, it's very easy to get uh, trapped and isolated. and you know that that energy of isolation, which doesn't work for people sometimes, um, a lot of the time. For for yeah. as have been isolated,
0: so yeah i think what happens especially with with isolation and you know the that word came to me as well when you talked about even being at the grocery store and the person bagging the groceries and saying thank you for being here and doing what you do with all of with the separation and the isolation what happens okay. is is just the fact that you're acknowledging another mm-hmm. person that validation that acknowledgement and that and that gratefulness, it, it's a big part of our human consciousness. I think it's extremely important and being separated so many things, you know, just our, our, our being is, has not been acknowledged in many ways lately. And I think we, all, all of us are missing that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So extending the generosity, you know, calling people by their name, especially if they're wearing a name tag, like, mm-hmm. thank you. Yes. Thanks Sarah, I really appreciate you being here, you know. Um we did this exercise in my house. It wasn't it was just spontaneous, but the kids somehow began vocalizing some of the things like it, it, there was a lot of um vocalizing of what we've missed, what they've missed in in I think they were acknowledging that we were coming up on the year anniversary of like being in this sort of reality and So, you know, they were just listing off the things that were making them feel sad or that that they missed. And so we just opened up the space like we just literally like marked off. Okay, let's all just, you know, whoever feels like you want to share like this has been a tough year. What about it for you has been tough and really giving them space to say and to to be heard and to list off and to, you know, commiserate. This has really not been all on the up and up, like, these are the things that I've missed. And while it's true, we can always bring in this perspective of at least this didn't happen, or, you know, we should be grateful and we are grateful. These, I mean, it can have, we can, we can have these things, both things can be true. Um, and we can hold the space to name the things that, that we've, that we've lost and that we miss and that we wish had happened and that didn't, um, you know, it's, it's okay to hold that space. And that, that's been helpful too. I notice. um, that being able to, to hold this dual, uh, sometimes more than dual, um, all these truths at one time give you the opportunity to really be fully in the experience and not have the misery of like not acknowledging one or the other thing. And then it's it's like, man, this thing is nagging at me. And just because you haven't named it, it's calling to you to name it. <laughs> it's right. calling right. to you to say, I'm here, like <laughs> see, you pay me some attention. I feel... I feel some some heaviness or whatever it is that you feel, whatever the texture is and the feeling is. Being able to acknowledge it as part of your reality, part of what
0: it is right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. Recognize, acknowledge, become aware of it. Yeah, mm. and, and yeah, it, I guess then we are able to start letting it go bit by mm-hmm. bit. That allows us then when we name it and recognize it, and then we after that once we go through those processes, we can start to nurture. Maybe mm. what the whole, or maybe something that's missing, or just ourselves—that piece of ourselves that needs to some a bit of nurturing for that loss. Mm-hmm.
1: It's true. It's true. There's a lot of loving on yourself and one us yes. right now And this space is slowing down and and um, yeah, parsing through and and reevaluating and and reckoning, and then deciding how you wanna how you wanna move forward. Mm.
0: Yes. So is that part of, you You had mentioned pause and take inventory. Is mm-hmm. that part of that process that you name as pause and take inventory? Because you had mentioned to me a time, you know, now is a good time to pause and take inventory uh, yeah. and then, you know, then start to surrender. Mm-hmm. Is that all part of, you know, we pause, we breathe, you know, we reflect, and then we start, part of the appreciation is taking inventory of what's present maybe what is good and what we're ready to either let go of or acknowledge or name before we can fully surrender.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Now I follow you. Absolutely. It is It is this process that is both micro and macro. It is, it comes into, you know, it's a moment to moment sort of thing that you can do that you, you know, it's a process that you can apply and it is something that you can do on the macro level where maybe you devote time you know, maybe an hour where you just stop and you pull out all the things. You look at the calendar and you pause and you reflect and you get a sense. You might, you might even loop in your family and your family members and get feedback from everyone. How have we been? How are we now? What do we want moving forward? It is marking the space and creating the space and coming into it so that you're not just functioning on autopilot. Like you're, and then you end up looking up at the life you've lived or the time you've spent, and you don't feel, you mean, either it's a blur, you don't remember any of it, any of it, or you didn't live through it in a way that you wanted to. And you're, you know, you may be displeased or you may have not processed fully what has happened. And then you're carrying stuff over into the next space that you're moving into. It's spring. Like, I mean, we're recording this and we are we are on the cusp of moving into the spring season. So we should be in the energy of renewal. And you know, what better way to have that be what we truly experience than to than to take inventory, then than to really stop and pause and get a sense of, okay, maybe this was a wild ride, right? Like, <laughs> like really it is a, a I don't know how I got here. And that. <laughs> Definitely be true for you and for a lot of people, and it could be like many things are true. It could be that there were some seasons back there through in the last year that felt like you know what we are in survival mode, truly. Um, And it could be some where you felt like you found your rhythm, you got in lockstep, and then things shifted again. I mean, it really just depends. But now, coming to the moment, coming to where you are at this moment, and again, this applies. You know, when I say practice, I mean, you can practice this in in a conversational moment, literally, like this first part of the day has been hard. I'm ready to just like pause and bring awareness and see what I can do moving forward into the next moment to have it feel different, to bring more intentionality. I used to I used to suggest to people literally like walk, walk through a doorway in your house. You can assume this little simple practice of bringing awareness and intense, setting the intention to refresh yourself and moving, walking through the doorway, taking a breath, walking through the doorway, and then coming back through. And just these little practices that help you to just reset, just bring your
0: age. Um, That's so simple, but so strong. You know, like it's because it's not just the emotional, And mental practice of of going through that, but it's the physical walking through and then coming, you know, leaving that space, that room, that chapter, and then entering a new place, room or space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really powerful. Yeah.
1: And it applies. I mean, it literally applies moment to moment, conversation to conversation, hour to hour, and week to week, month to month, year to year. Just before I got on the call with you, I was looking for a new um, calendar, a new year at a glance calendar, um, because I wanted to deepen into my practice and really blow it up and expand it so that I can see it even better. Because you just, I personally am coming into even greater awareness. And I've always been aware, you know, in keen ways, but as I age and as time passes, you really understand that that time is this, I heard Brene Brown say, precious, limited, unrenewable resource. Mm-hmm. And so we can look out at your year and really look at it and see this is my finite, you know, allotment of time. How do I want to spend it? What do I want to do? With the remaining time I have in this month and this year and the next 12 months, and we're in March, so we're a little, we're into the year a bit, but you can still, you can, you can make some decisions about how you want to move through the next 12 months and, you know, not just slide in or fall in (laughs) or or like (laughs) slam in, like look at it as, as, you know, this is your time. What do you want to do with it? And, and because you're moving through it with other people, in in the context of family and household, how do we want to co-create our experience together? What will make it feel good to all of us, and not it be not be this thing where there's so much emphasis. On you know one thing or another thing to the detriment of the well-being of some member in the household, which is you know often what I what I what people who I work with come to me with like somebody in the house, at least one person, if not more than one person, is not being served well by what's happening inside the home because we've not zoomed out and, t- and put some intentionality into how we want to do this together. Mm. We- we just are showing up in the space. Like we're here, (laughs) right. You know, we're here, we're a family, we're doing the day-to-day stuff. We're paying the bills. We're making sure the meals are on the table to the best of our ability. We're making sure school is taken care of to the best of our ability, but we're not really paying attention. And then, you know, stuff starts happening that indicates that, you know, these indicators come to the surface where you see that it's not working. It's not sustainable. Something has to happen. Something needs to shift. Um, so, so that's the practice. That's the process. Really, is 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 looking, is pausing, stopping, remembering that you can bring conscious decision to how you make your journey. You can do that. You can. I mean, and it's not one hundred percent all the time. Not even. I'm not, I'm not even one hundred percent. You know, all the time. Like in this moment. <laughs> But it's more often than not because I've built it as a practice. I've, right now, over time, it's it's become more muscle memory than not. Um, and I also have times where I'm just like my my mind goes way too fast for me, or my thoughts are just moving; they're all over the place. Or I may not be, um, you know, as in touch with my own desires in the span of a week as I would like to be. And then I feel depleted at the end of the week. Is because mm-hmm. I have not done the things.
0: Right. It's your tell, Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so are
0: you saying that if I'm like, you know what, I, I need some reassurance, I'm going to call Yolanda because I know she'll have it together. No matter what time I call her, no matter what time of day, no matter what week, <laughs> that's not always going to be the case. <laughs> it may not be. So
1: what is <laughs> true is I'm going to tell you, I'm going to probably say I'm going to check in with myself because I do have this practice. Whenever somebody asks me. Or or solicits or or contacts what I mean it could be my children and they're like mama, it's like okay, more often than not I'm trying to pay attention to how I'm doing and what do I have left to give to anyone in this moment and if I don't and I will say like, you know in this moment I'm actually feeling and I actually take the time to check in when someone says how are you I check in and I say how in this moment how am I what's my body saying what is, am I cloudy in thought? Do I have anything to give to, can I give right now? And if I can't, then more often than not, I will say, you know, in this moment, I'm feeling myself nearing capacity. Like I'm, I'm, I'm needing some time to just think and have some thought space. And, you know, that's generally how I, how I engage with people. But, um, when I'm not on top of caring well for myself, um, there may not be a response at all. Like somebody might text me and I might read it, and it'll just be like, I gotta come back to that. And another time, like I might not return an immediate response. But usually if someone's calling me and they're on my phone, and it's because I have systems too. Like I have all these systems set up. So it's very rare that someone is calling me and I am answering the phone and it's at a time, or it is it is a person that you know, that I'm not going to be able to show up in the way that
0: I want to show up because right. I've done all of this work to Create right. the systems to make the space yeah. for yourself. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like...
1: Yeah. Right. But if, you know, I have I have all of these strategies in place and so usually they're working pretty well for me so that, you know, when when someone is reaching me, I'm usually able to to show up in the way that I want to show up. And if I can't, then something, re- I mean, a whole lot must be happening in order for me to be able to. And, and you know, if I'm not able to do it, then I'll stay. And um, it'll it'll be something that's revealed way before we get to to the moment of of. I'm trying to say, like, you have me now trying to think. My best friend, for instance, may call me. <laughs> mm-hmm. The only thing, like, she's the only person, and my mom. These are the only people that have like direct access to me anytime. Like, doesn't matter. They might ring my phone right now, and. I'm in this conversation with you. Um, And so I'm not going to answer their phone call or they might ring the phone and they may have a lot that they want to share. And I may be completely at capacity because I have a deadline to meet or I'm dealing with a sick child or a child who's in really having really big feelings at the moment. And I really can't address what they need. Um, And I will say to them, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I can't talk right now. It's I, I want to let me call you back, or I may not be feeling well. I'll say to them, I'm not feeling well. Like these, I'm very. You just have to be transparent. You have to be aware of yourself. I think that's probably what I'm what I'm getting to. Yeah. Self awareness, yeah. uh, well, the practice of, of having that be. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I you know I it was a bit of tongue in cheek, but at the same time, I think it's important for for parents for mothers. Those listening to hear that, especially, you know, those right now who are home educating or unschooling or whatever your, your learning life looks like for you that, you know, I, so many times we try and do it all right? Mm -hmm. If we're, you know, I know for you, you have, you're running multiple businesses, you are home educating your kids, you have, you know, you're a friend, a daughter, a wife, a mama, you know, we usually have many roles. Mm -hmm. And sometimes what happens is we try and take them all on 100%. (laughs) -hmm. And, you know, and hearing you, you're very grounded. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's easy to think like, oh, you know what, it's, you know, you know, Yolanda just naturally was born this way, and she's mm-hmm. always been intuitive, and she's always known how to create space for herself. And you know, if if we don't know your story in in that way, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same, you, I think you always have been intuitive,
1: but mm-hmm. at the same yeah.
0: time, but at the same time, over the years, you have, like you said, you've built systems. Mm-hmm. You you know that it's not just oh, it's just going to come to you like like this naturally. All of a sudden, you are because you've taken t- time to stop and pause and reflect and know what you need and and listen to yourself like you talked about the micro level starting with yourself and connection and community and that you've you've learned how it's you gave great examples for all of us how we can build further out from ourselves and out so that we can make that practice habitual You know, recognizing, pausing, um, taking our time, caring for ourselves so that we can also, you know, care for others in our lives that we want to care for and be there. And we also don't have to be on all the time (laughs) because that depletes us too, right? Yes. So I I think, no, I, you know, really, I was just kind of, you know, I was, you know, I was bugging you a little bit. But at the same time, I wasn't because you gave like so such true and even like practical ways that we can practice that in our lives too, that we can take and say, okay, you know what? You know, how can I, you know, create the space? How can I set, take out my calendar? It's funny. You mentioned your calendar. Cause I was like, I just messaged my mother-in-law and father-in-law this morning. Cause I was like, you know what? I don't have a calendar. Mm-hmm. I know you guys usually have extra ones. Do you have anyone like before I go out and buy something, do you mm-hmm. have something around you? Cause I, I felt the need. <laughs> it's really yeah. strange. I'm like, I feel the need to look at my year right now. Yes. and start like the, not just next week but the year ahead of me and what is happening now but how I can plan and and be available but be present and be and take care of myself too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, all of those things are so key especially in this time where yeah, a lot of parents especially mums are, you know, are saying do I let what do I let go of or do I still try to do it all? Mhm.
1: Mm-hmm. And those are such good questions. I mean, and and I hope that people are really taking the time to linger with that question and really weigh it out so that you can um, feel like you're making a conscious choice rather rather than being forced into something, because I think that's where resentment builds. You know, you look back and you feel you feel dryness. <laughs> you feel a dryness. Mm-hmm on the bone level, like I've completely denied myself or I've sacrificed my entire self on the altar of, you know, and then it, 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 you fill in the blank. Um, I've sacrificed my entire self on the altar of, of doing whatever it is that that you were doing that you felt you had to do entirely or 100%, as opposed to making sure that you honor that you are a whole person who needs care and time and attention as well and your time is valuable. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. Yeah, I mean, um yeah. There's just there's so many, you know, wonderful, inspiring, even like tips that you have given to to connect and to pause and and to be present and mm-hmm. and appreciate. Yeah, and start surrendering. So, you know, when we are into the practice, when we are you know, being present with the practice and and making it intentional as well, and and we've reached that point of surrender mm-hmm. and acknowledgement. Then, what's on the horizon for us? Mm. I mean, I think this is where courage and curiosity
1: come in. You know, two things that that are I feel to be essential um, is because there's all it's changing your relationship to uncertainty. You know. Mm-hmm. Uncertainty will be there unless you are a person with extra sensory perception to the levels where you can for you know you can pinpoint and know exactly what's coming after you've done the surrendering. It's It's simply coming to, coming into a space of having courage and being curious and then you're open to what to what is coming. You you can set an intention, you can decide what you want. You know, you can you can name a desired outcome or a set of outcomes and then also have in your awareness like this just knowing that it that it may not pan out in the way that you imagine it to and if it doesn't what else could happen? Being open, being flexible Um, and courageous. So you might be be doing it afraid, whatever the thing is, it might you. Courage doesn't mean that you're not scared. It doesn't mean that you're, you know, just like, oh, I got this, like 100%. I'm like fully, like, I know that everything is going to be amazing. Um, That's not what I mean. I just mean that you don't know what's coming and be curious uh, about what might unfold and be fully present in the unfolding, knowing that even if it all falls down. You know that there's so much that you can can gain even from that experience of, of starting over.
0: Mm, yeah. Uh, I I think you had what what was one of the words that you had talked about? Uh, reimagining. Mm, mm-hmm. Is what I remember, and I thought, yeah, that's and that I think that absolutely takes a lot of curiosity and courage just within that to reimagine because usually that's reimagining. Sometimes it's like starting again. But creating something and reimagining something that maybe you've never thought was possible before, or that we could step into, or try, or be part of.
1: Absolutely. I mean, it's a departure from everything that uh, I don't know. I feel, I don't know. Maybe you can, you can please definitely chime in here. But I observe that, especially when it comes to home life in our society, there are all these expectations. Around what it's supposed to look like, what the role, when you embody this role, this is what it is supposed to look like all the time, 100 percent of the time. And so then there are all these expectations. Either it's what we saw in our own households growing up as children or other households growing up, whether it was, you know, something that you were like, oh, I want to repeat that in my house, or nope, I definitely want to make sure that's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> You know, I've have
0: both of those, yeah,
1: <laughs> right. yeah. So, you know, you might have been living into one sort of reality for so many years based on you know, either what you decided for yourself, what someone else decided for you, what society you know has has imposed upon you, whatever you you accepted it, you lived into it. it was what it was for whatever time it was. being open to the possibility that this may not serve us well anymore, either aspects of it or the whole thing. And being open to, you know, having curiosity around, okay, now what can it look like to live into a reality that feels more aligned with what does work for me and for my family?
0: Right. Yeah. And I, I think that takes a huge amount of courage as well. Because sometimes we, you know, we kind of we cling on to things that still are not suitable for us or not right or not serving us anymore, but Mm -hmm. because we've always done it this way or everyone else around us is doing it this way, we feel that we still have to hang on to it and continue it. And it takes courage to let go and and stop and say, okay, you know, this, this is not serving me anymore. I need to step away and look at something different or we need to change things, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know? and, And yeah, sometimes we become deeply embedded into places too that, it, it takes courage to step away from physically, emotionally, and mentally.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. I mean, and it could be the voice inside our own heads. I mean, yes.
0: so many things.
1: It's like you're holding yourself to an expectation that you literally, like, in a very literal sense, you cannot do it anymore, whatever it was. Maybe it is the level of clean that your house was, you Mm -hmm. know, or the level of whatever kind of meals you prepared or the activities that you're used to doing or whatever, like you literally cannot anymore. Like you can't do that in this space. Um, in the same way. And so it isn't, and so you, we spend so much time and, and expend so much energy on trying to hold on to what was. Um, that that's where the misery comes in. you know It's like it goes back to the conversation, the part of the conversation we were in just you know a bit ago where we were mentioning grief. And you know, there's a difference between holding on to a thing. You're just holding on and you're not in a space of being able to release it. So that you are, you are also honoring what it was. It's not like you're just chucking it and throwing it away. Like, yes, thank you
0: for saying that. Yes, yes, yeah. Like
1: it's like this is it, it's a thing that that's served for a time, and it is worth you giving you know it the space and room to acknowledge and and you know maybe even weep for <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Shed some tears for it. Um, and, and it may continue to come back. There's a difference between that and and trying to force yourself to continue to be in a space that you're just not in anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. so so that's what I mean. I think trying to, to distinguish, like, okay, this is what was, and this is what served us, give thanks for it, you know, honor it, celebrate it, and also. What else can we do now? Like what what suits us in this space? And allowing yourself to be there really. I mean, just releasing, having, you know, acceptance and releasing and reimagining. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And I think I have to say too, for a lot of the families that might be listening right now, sometimes, you know, that's looking at your learning journey. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe there are some things that you're holding on to so tightly and it's not serving anyone or maybe it's only serving one person (laughs) in some sort of way, but it might be time to really shift or let go or move into a different space than that as well. Mm -hmm. You know, for, you know, some that, you know, I, you might need extra help if you can, or taking Mm -hmm. a shift on how you approach and do things in that way. And that's absolutely fine. That's okay. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, not trying to keep repeating and feeling that if we keep at it just that much longer then it's finally going to, we're finally going to get our flow. we yeah. it's finally going to happen.
1: Yeah. Sometimes you just have to shift. I mean, that we always lead in the spaces where I feel like we could have a whole other conversation, but mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, makes, <laughs> it makes me pan back across the last 13 years with my kids and, and all the ways learning has mm-hmm. looked for us over time. And even in the season that we're in now where we, you know, my household has shifted. So, you know, my husband is the person who is cooking and, you know, doing a lot more cleaning than he, ev- he ever has. Like, it's just because we've needed to shift our roles to fit that. And so, you know, my I have two children who are much older now. They're doing things differently than they would have been doing, obviously, when they were like five and six or seven mm-hmm. and eight their brothers are now seven and eight. So the brother's learning experience looks a little different because dad is leading a little more than mom is leading or we're doing it at different times or in different ways. And the kids themselves are different. I mean, it's just, they're so, you just, you, I cannot impress upon uh, people enough just the, the necessity for flexibility and openness um, and, and, and not necessarily having um, this death grip or this you know white knuckling the way that it has been and having that be the the only way it can ever be. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That that's right. And and that the interesting thing about that as well is that what we know is always going to happen, what is inevitable is our kids especially are going to change, especially as they grow every year. Their development, their desires, their their passions, their wants and needs shift from every few months or every year, especially as they move into different stages of like adolescence or out of the young stage into becoming more independent. You know, all of those, those are new cycles that start to happen. And with that, we, I think we, you know, we sometimes we're still mom or mother or or father or you know however role whatever role we are in our home, mm-hmm. but still that is constant. But that still needs to keep shifting as well, mm-hmm. and how we meet those needs and 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 uh, bring that all into the fold.
1: Yeah, which is why I see the whole thing as a meditation.
0: It's mm-hmm.
1: all always shifting. It's always moving. It's always opportunity to observe what what's coming up in you and what's coming up in another, and just you know, there are all these levels to meditation too, right? There's there's a level where you're just observing, and there's a level where you are engaging with what you're observing, and then you know, so for me, all the shifting that you just listed like that to me is is the meditation that is you know moving through parenting and parenthood and raising children. And them teaching you and you teaching them, you know, moving through a partnership and myself having been in a, in a, you know, I'm in a marriage right now. That is a meditation. Mm, all,
0: yes, it is. All, yes. It's,
1: it's all an opportunity for us to see ourselves and for us to grow and learn and reserve judgment and also uh, decide how we want to move forward.
0: Yeah, that absolutely is. Yeah. So, um, I think this actually might be a perfect opening doorway to, you know, I'd I'd ask if you would actually end our episode today with a meditation for our listeners. Would you be open to doing that still? sure, absolutely. Okay. Okay. So yeah, if we could take a bit of time right now to to do that, I think it's actually a a great time to to, uh, do that and invite everyone listening to be part of this practice with us as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be my honor. Thank you. Yeah, so so I, just, I invite you now, where you are, to not interrupt your body more than to find a comfortable way of being, whether you are sitting or standing or lying down, just to be in your body and to arrive there and to drop in and bring your awareness to your body, to what's happening with the movement of air. Your body is breathing. And you don't have to interrupt the flow at all at this point, just noticing. Breath moving in, breath moving out, and see if you can notice where it's most pronounced for you. It might be at the base of your nostrils or in your chest, your abdomen. See if you can notice where the air is moving and where it's moving out and also notice what happens with the body with each inhale and each exhale. Notice expansion. Notice the pause at the end of the expansion. Notice the gentle contracting and the pause at the end of the contracting. Just watch that happening. Watch your body doing what it does, even without you telling it to do it. And see if you can bring your awareness to those spaces that I mentioned earlier. The pause at the end of the inhale and the end of the exhale. Each time it comes, see if you can just pour your awareness into each pause. Notice the stillness. Notice the space. Notice the rest. See if you can sense clarity or ease just in those pauses. And if you want, you can deepen just a little bit into that exhale, into that inhale, whichever one you happen to be on. You can Extend it just a little bit, gently, gently. See if you can sense an expansion or an opening in your physical body. See if you can imagine it in the chest, an opening, an expanding sensation. In the head, your your physical head, see if you can. Imagine an opening, a lightening, a lifting sensation. As you bring air in with your inhale, imagine that wind, that movement, just like a breeze coming over and opening space inside your body, inside your head, inside your mind, inside your heart, your chest. Maybe there's discomfort or pain somewhere, aching. See if you can imagine that breath encircling that area, offering it gentle care. Maybe you have thoughts that are swirling or cloudy Jumbled, racing. See if you can imagine that breath. Like a gentle, almost like a summer breeze if you felt that before. Maybe you've stood uh, by a lake or in a park. Just remember the way the breeze felt on your skin. Gentle. Imagine that sensation blowing across your mind. Soothing, comforting, offering, restoration and care to what might be tense, what might be cluttered, what might be paining, harming, hurting you inwardly in the physical body, in the emotional body, in the mental body. You can even, you might even expand that opening sensation out beyond your body a bit. It might extend out so that you can imagine an energetic space, sort of like a glowing orb. You might imagine it like a light. And you can imagine it however you want to imagine it, but just the idea of space, spaciousness, resetting, clearing, refreshing, letting go for a bit, just for now, just be in this moment. See if you can release the tendency to jump to whatever might happen after this moment or this moment. So you can release the tendency to be stuck at what happened before we arrived here. And just let yourself open up in the space, that little safe space you've created that started the point at which you noticed the breath moving in and out of your body. Give yourself permission to linger in the rest, in the stillness, in the observation of your body's breathing. You don't have to try to make anything go away or pretend it's not there. That's the opposite of what we're doing. We're just making room for you to see and to hold, to be with whatever is your reality right now, whatever is your reality right now. Just being with that. Not trying to change it, force it, undo it. But giving yourself a moment of reprieve in the midst of it. While you're in it. And connecting your awareness to the breath that's always with you. And whenever you need, you can remember this pause, this space, remember what it feels like in the mind and in the body to have this bit of ease and see if you can reconnect with it when you need it. And again, grant yourself that permission, especially if this is new for you. Allow your body to rest and restore, your mind to rest and restore, to know that it is okay and needful for you to rest and restore even in these small ways, even in noticing the breath. You can do this when you're in conversation. You can do this in the middle of the day with all the kids you know, orbiting around you. You can do it while you're standing at the sink just before you go to sleep or when you wake up first thing in the morning. Just notice the movement of air in and out of your body. Follow the gentle rise, the gentle rest, the gentle fall, the gentle rest, and the cycling again and again. And from here you have the power to decide how you'd like to move forward. Thank yourself for taking the time to nurture your inner space and observe and notice and give attention to your inner space. Get to a gentle bow, head nod, either inwardly or externally, and just say thank you or whatever feels right for you to say. And may you continue to be healthy, may you be happy in this moment, and may you find the courage and the steady curiosity as you move on from this moment to give yourself grace and mercy and to extend that to others as a practice, a gentle, gentle practice
0: thank you for allowing me to guide you. Thank you. Thank you. I don't think I have too much to say after this. <laughs> thank you, Yolanda, for, for being here today and being with all of us today. I really appreciate it.
1: It's my honor. Thank you for having me.